Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Good evening, Victoria. Thank you for joining me here on this uh, episode 98 of the Fifth Estate Podcast. This episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the economy, uh, a bit more of a rant there. Uh, got a couple of things to rant about with that one. Uh, going to ask the question about are we being invaded by ETs um, and see what else I can get up to. So uh, let's kick it off. Anyway, um, first one, uh, yes, the economy. Now, it seems that uh, the corrupt corporate press is really building up the pressure to um, uh, for Chalmers to get rid of uh, the RBA boss, Philip Lowe. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's one of those things that every day that uh, the, the corrupt corporate press come out and push their, their rubbish that, hey, this is the RBA's fault because they're raising interest rates and inflation's going up, blah, 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 blah. It's it's another day where uh, the the people of Australia aren't paying attention to what's going on and who is really, uh, um, yeah, let's say who's who's really to blame for 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 what's happening. Uh, and as I've said in the past, it's the let's lay lay the blame for everything solely at the the feet of the various first ministers around the country, uh, and even the former and current prime minister. Now, as I've said before, you can't turn the economy off, tell half the workforce that they're not essential and then they have to sit at home for weeks or months at a time and then all of a sudden think that, hey, yep, we'll just turn it back on again and it'll be everything will be hunky-dory. Um, and yeah, it, it, that's not how it works. Where, you know, we've seen because of the Wu flu, uh, immigration was shut, um, working holiday visas were stopped, all that sort of stuff which is in turn, uh, you know, putting pressure on uh, the, the workforce, the availability of workers which is, uh, you know, making it uh, essentially that the, you know, that the worker has the upper hand at, at the moment uh, because if they're working somewhere, uh, businesses aren't going to get rid of them because they might not find someone to be able to replace them uh, for that. Now, I'm not saying that workers shouldn't have the upper hand, but um, actually, no, I am because it should be a thing. It should be a two-way street where both the employer and the employee uh, are equal partners in, in, let's call it, the employment relationship uh, for that. So, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, I wish there'd be one journalist somewhere that would actually turn around and say, Inflation isn't his fault. It's not the fault of the RBA. What it is is the fault of the governments who are handing out money left, you know, hand over fist. I mean, what, Andrews spent $18 million sponsoring fucking Nick... Sponsoring a netball game uh, for for 12 months um, and he spent how many million putting flashing lights through some tunnel uh, for that one, so... Yeah, it's it's the thing is that 
If we're going to point the finger at anyone, we need to point it at the government. Now, how do we stop inflation? Uh, honestly, without interest rates going up, we can't because the government's not going to stop spending um, and the money's going to be out there. So the only way to get the money back is for interest rates to go up and then, you know, the Reserve Bank, once it has that, that money back, is just turns around and says, nope, we're going to take it out of circulation, um, you know, delete it off the ledger or whatever they do with it. Uh, for that so yeah this is the thing and interest rates are likely to go up a little bit higher um, I think what was it the NAB or something was predicting another four or five rises by the end of the year uh, I think there's going to be more than that uh, the government's spending too much money uh, they're throwing too much money overseas um, for that one and yeah, it's you know actually let's just have a look at it. Um, um, I don't know. Is there a site? There we go. Careers and government sector. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go. One hundred sixty k above. Holy smoke. 139 jobs in Victoria in the government that have a salary of 160K or over. Um, Principal analyst for Department of Energy, uh, principal lawyer for labour hire, labour hire licensing thing, another, another principal lawyer, senior medical officer for Department of Justice, Product Manager for Services Victoria, Principal Solicitor for Public Prosecutions, Chief Procurement Officer for Suburban Rail Loop, salary of two hundred sixty-seven to $384,000. Uh, senior Project Manager, um, one hundred twenty-seven to one hundred seventy k. Uh, that's Department of Transport. Uh, Deputy Secretary Integrity uh, Regulation and Legal Services, Department of Justice. Three hundred eighty-four to five hundred eleven thousand uh, dollars. Deputy Secretary Corporate and so, uh, Corporate Services Infrastructure, same Department of Justice. Uh, Deputy Secretary Police Racing Victims Coordination, another one three eighty-four to five eleven. Um, so, you know, while all these jobs are out here, uh, inflation is going to keep going because the government has too much money to spend. Um, you know, do, do they really need all these managers? Okay, actually, let's just have a look. Uh, organisation. Let's see what Victoria Police has. Um, what's police? Justice? Uh, Victoria Police, there we go. 11 jobs. 11 jobs over 160k for Victoria Police. Uh, IT Portfolio Manager, uh, 127 to 170. Um, so another IT Portfolio, Senior Data Loss Prevention, 127 to 170. Another IT Portfolio Manager, IT Security Risk Manager. HR Business Partner, 127 to 170. ICT Product Manager, same again. Management Principal Lawyer, same again. Payroll Manager, same again. Senior Project Manager. Uh, 
So that's a Victorian Public Service Grade 6, I would say it is. So there's another one, Planning Development Manager Grade 6, ICT Manager um, for that one. So, you know, Victoria Police have a lot. Um, what's Department of Premier? How many going in his his portfolio? There we go, Premier and Cabinet. Department of Premier and Cabinet, let's see. Three, manager, multiple positions, um, same grade, grade six. Uh, principal legal policy advisor on demand project, same thing again. Delivery manager, 127 to 170,579. Um, so, yeah, there's way too much money going on out there. There's... Yeah, so, you know what, things are going to get harder. Things are going to get harder and they're going to get harder a lot quicker um, because the government's not paying any attention to it. Um, you know, they're not cutting down spending, as we've just seen by those uh, job vacancies. Um, we've had a look at the, the government careers. There's 4,280 jobs available in Victorian government um, and... Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, it's I don't know. I mean, what, I was going to say, what can you do about it? I think there's heaps that we can do about it. Um, is anyone going to though um, for that one? So yeah, it's it's just something that yeah. I mean, un- until government wakes up and and realizes that hey, they're part of the problem, which. They won't because we're going to have a, a Labor government across the Commonwealth and then um, across all the states. So spending is going to get worse, which means inflation is going to get worse, which means if uh, Albanese is a one-term PM, that the next government that comes in is going to tighten the belt really, really tight. It's going to upset people. So then it's going to be like it was in Queensland where Labor Party were in for umpteen years. Um, they get their nose out of joint because Bly lied to them and sold public assets. So they boot her out and I think there was only, what, six or seven Labor Party members left. Um, and then uh, Newman comes in as, as Premier of Queensland, does too much in one term, pisses the public service off because too many public service jobs are going to get cut. And then, of course, same as you know what happens in Victoria, we've got such a bloated public service and so many people reliant on government contracts that they're going to vote for the government of the day because they want to keep the contracts and they know that, hey, if there's a change of government, their contract's going to be at risk or their job's going to be at risk because the government will need to cut costs. So they keep voting for Labor because Labor will spend money um, for that one. So, And actually, even mentioning that bit, um, who is it? The the guy who does the discernible podcast uh, posted something on Twitter where he turned around and said, uh, "Hang on, I'm just got to find that tweet." Um. Ah, there we go. Um, talking about um, the the lockdown and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
about, you know, why did so many people vote in Andrews again? Uh, and he turns around and says, um, that's a big question, but it can probably be answered in a high-altitude, low-resolution way by saying uh, nearly everyone misread the room except Daniel Andrews. He understands 2023 retail politics like John Howard understood 2000 retail politics. Now, I think that's a load of crap. Um, and, you know, I even turned around and said so. I said rubbish. Uh, the ALP left one because there was no notice, no notice, no noticeable opposition, uh, a little bit of underhanded tactics and a large public service government contracts. Uh, well, Dan have got 51% of primary vote if he didn't get top spot on the ballot. So, of course, this guy turns around being the know-it-all is, heard this tired line a lot. It's insufficient to explain all the dynamics in Victoria. Conversations on the street are more varied than the usual Dan is a dictator line we hear and assume is everywhere. Um, never said that. Never said that. And, of course, when you, you're posting on Twitter, you've only got limited characters. Um, but he doesn't go and turn around and tell me what, what's the tired line. Um, you know, there was no noticeable opposition. Oh, you can tell me there was. I mean, how many people knew Matthew Guy was the opposition leader? Never got out did any campaigning. Um, a little bit of underhanded tactics. I think there was a lot of underhanded tactics and um, until you, you know, it's not up for me to prove to you that there was integrity in the um, electoral process. It's up to the VEC to show us that it was. And the way that they can show us that is by being transparent with everything and they're not going to be. So until such a time as there is 100% transparency and we can account for everything, then, hey, there's underhanded tactics. And I'll go, you know, I'm happy to say that one of those underhanded tactics is the way that the computer picks who's who's what on the ballot. Um, so once again... Stand by it that if Dan Andrews wasn't number one on a ballot ticket with 14 other candidates, he wouldn't have got 51%. Whoever was number one was going to get, especially for a long ballot like that, was likely to get probably two, maybe 3%. I mean, I, you know, could even go as high as 5% of the primary vote because people just don't want to number every box. So they'll just do a donkey vote for it. So until the VEC. I mean, they can't now because, oh, the, you know, software's been used differently or this and that and everything like that. I'll still believe that there's corruption in the VEC. Um, you know what? Make the source code open source. Let's show, you know, expose, open the code up or go back to the way it was where people draw out balls out of the basket like the old bingo days um, for that one. Uh, do it that way. Uh, so, you know, for you know, them to say, oh, but, you know, there, there's nothing going on, there, there was no underhanded tactics, what a load of crap. Um, you know, we've seen Victoria Police investigated local council elections uh, for, for possible fraud and all that sort of stuff. So you, you don't think it's going to happen in a state election when there's so much riding on it? Um, you know, if you do or if you don't think that there was anything dishonest, mate, I've got a bridge to sell you. Um, because, you know, you, you, you haven't been paying attention over the last three years. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, you know, there's probably a bucket load more to say. It. I think that the, it was a very corrupt campaign um, and I don't think that the Liberal Party did enough to differentiate themselves from the Labor Party uh, for that one. So, and I mean, plus, and, and how can he, this guy, I don't even know what his name is to tell you the truth. Um, what is his name? How can he turn around and talk about retail politics 
when Andrews was never seen anywhere. Um, uh, where is it? Oh, I can't see it. But anyway, um, yeah, so, no, it, it, it's the thing. Um, where was I going? Can't remember where I was going with that one. But anyway, um, I'll get off that soapbox. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, a lot of underhanded tactics um, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, retail politics. Um, you know, retail politics is getting out press and flesh, uh, being seen door knocking and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they probably did have a lot of door knockers because uh, they would have, you know, got the union movement out. I uh, got the true believers out there to to do their bit uh, and, and push the propaganda. So yeah. Um, now speaking of propaganda, um, are we being invaded by out of, from aliens? Think about it. You know, apart from the the spy balloon, there's been what three other UFOs shot down over North America. Um, which makes you wonder how many are over other parts of the globe um, for that one. And then there was a, uh, what was it, a fireball dubbed SAR2667 uh, lit up the sky over the English Channel shortly before 3 a.m. local time. Um, an asteroid exploded over the English Channel in the early hours of Monday morning. Um, you know, was it? Was it an asteroid? Um how many people believe it was an asteroid. Um, So, yeah. Um, Physicist and airburst specialist Mark Boslow from the Los Alamos National Laboratory told Wales Online that while airbursts of this size happen several times a year, they are rarely discovered in advance. Um, You know, what? Was it aliens? Are we having, you know, in the middle of a um, uh, an invasion from outer space? And let's also remember... Uh, Ronnie Reagan said that it will take um, we won't have world peace until there um, um, until there you know we won't get world peace unless there's invasion of outer space or something like that. Um, hang on, let me see where the quote is. See if I can find it. Um, Um, I can't. I can't find it. Uh, Reagan. Um, I can't find it. But yeah, anyway, that's um, what was it? Invasion. Was it that one? Um, 
Hang on, let's see if this is it. Um, Prophetic and deeply weird. And he said it at the United Nations. Is this it? Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. There you go. Wishing an alien invasion on Earth because of the Kumbaya effect. Ah, uh, anyway, um, when was that? Um, 1987. Um, perhaps we need some sort of outside universal threat to make us recognise this common bond. Um, so, you know what? He said that way back then. Uh, we know that, as I've said before, that these politicians say things um, in advance. I mean, who was it? Barry Unsworth. Um... Nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, same year. Barry Unsworth has said that um, uh, nineteen eighty-seven. A frustrated Barry Unsworth, then Premier of New South Wales, stormed out of the National Gun Summit in, Tas in which Tasmania had resisted. Changes proposed after two mass shootings in Melbourne that year, declaring it will take a massacre in Tasmania before we get gun reform in Australia. Um, so, and then when was Port Arthur? Uh, 96. So, um, yeah. You know, it, it makes you, <laughs> makes you wonder, are they, um, you know, pointing things out? Um, what are they doing? Um, yeah, so anyway, um, are we facing aliens from outer space? I mean, who knows? Um, as I've said before, Ukraine's ramping up. Uh, they, they want more ammunition. There's there's footage. Uh, I was watching some footage today uh, that have like literal bucket full of small, um, small arms ammunition, so the brass from um, assault rifles and, and machine guns and, and things like that just littering the trenches. Um, you know, it, if you're a reloader, you would be crying about how much brass is there um, for that one. So there's that. Um, there's a bucket load of that. Um, there was talk about NATO increasing ammunition production because they're just going through a lot of it um, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know what, as I've said, you know, I think I said yeah, uh, Monday, uh, China's rattling the cage to provoke Taiwan uh, Indonesia's niggling at, at China, um, all that sort of stuff that's going on. And is it is it an, alien, an invasion from outer space before we get world peace? But anyway, um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that one. Um, so what else was I going to rant about? Um, down interest rates. Um, interesting about Chinese surveillance cameras being moved from uh, federal MP offices. Uh, what are they doing? They're pulling down 
security gear made by Hick Vision and Dahu uh, were installed in the offices of 88 parliamentarians. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who signed up to that tender to have all those cameras put in there? Um, uh, what else is there? There's something in uh, on news.com and truth about, about face masks and woo-flu revealed. Uh, supposedly there's a um, report that came out, Cochrane Review. Uh, no, that's not it. Um, there you go. Authors found wearing masks in the community probably makes little or no difference when comparing masking with other non-masking to prevent COVID-19. Um, not everyone is accepting the Cochrane findings. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, as I said, um, if my VCAT matters get up, uh, because I am one of the things that I'm uh, pointing out is the issuing of face coverings or the, the requirement for that. So we'll wait and see for that one. Ah, this is something else I wanted to talk about. Actually, it might be a short one because... Um, just going to have a rant about these things and then uh, might call it a night um, for that one. So uh, two things that I wanted to talk about and, you know, a bit of unfortunate truth there that some people might have to just learn to, to accept. Um, uh, another example of Victoria's tough gun laws that haven't worked and Victoria police has failed to protect Victorians. Uh, this is about the residents... Uh, two men were taken to hospital in the early hours of Tuesday morning after two offenders broke into their home. Uh, just got to wait for that article to load. And yes, it's behind a paywall. Don't you love that? Um, but yeah, and then there's obviously another one, a woman at Ballarat uh, going through a jog through the Lalal State Forest. Uh, and was assaulted, um, according to uh, her reports and what the media is saying. Uh, she was knocked unconscious uh, and then woke up and then ran four case to a car. Now, in the uh, Victoria Police uh, interview, I think, I'll see if I can find it here. For a run in this colony. It's very hard for me to stand here right now and tell you it's okay. it, it's safe. I'd suggest in the short term, perhaps they uh, they run in twos. Now, they run in twos. How deluded is this guy from Victoria Police? You've got to run in twos. Well, mate, you know this is the thing, isn't it? Your job to keep keep us safe. This is what your um, union president keeps saying. And he said a number of times that you're there to keep keep the community safe. So how about you do it? If you can't do your job, well, let's disband the Victoria Police. Let's get rid of it altogether. Let's also get rid of our gun laws because would this have happened if we were able to use lethal force for self-defence? You know, I mean, would this have happened if you're able to carry um, tasers, non-lethal force, for the purposes of self-defence? Would this have happened if you're able to carry... Um, uh, capsicum spray or, or OC spray or something like that for the purposes of self-defence. Would that have happened? I say no because 
Yeah. And this is, I mean, obviously not knowing what the individual was. I mean, there were claims that he was barefoot, um, that he was a bit dishevelled. Uh, he was carrying a um, rock attached to a stick um, for that one. So he could be someone homeless who's living in the bush, in which case eh, you probably couldn't have avoided it, um, though they, it may have reduced the likelihood of it if the person thought, well, hey, if I do this, I might cop a, you know, a, a face full of, of capsicum spray or I might cop a taser, or I might cop something else um, for that. So, and, and this is what I'm, I'm talking about, is that we need to be able to use things to protect ourselves. We know, once again, Victoria Police are not going to be there to protect us. Victoria Police will not protect us, so it is up to us to protect ourselves. And the only way we can do that is by using equal or superior force to those attacking us. Now, if you're a five-foot-two female and there's someone six foot coming after you, well, what can you do? You can't use, you don't have on you without using mechanical implements, you don't have anything that will be of equal or greater level of force. So you'll have to carry something with you. And as I've said, that could be capsicum spray, it could be taser, it could be a firearm. And, you know, I'll ask the question as I asked on Twitter, what will it take for people in Victoria to turn around and say enough is enough? You've, you've failed in your job. Let's disband you. Let's create something different. Uh, if we turn around and you know maybe get rid of the state police force as, as the primary um, law enforcement body in this state, and let's just you know let's make you know Victoria Police responsible for for things you know severe crimes like murders and, and crap like that, and then anything else create um, police forces in the uh, local government areas or um, private security for local government areas. And then, you know, it becomes the responsibility of, of the private security uh, for that one. So, yeah, you know, my utopian world, uh, utopian anarchistic world is that we wouldn't need either of them because we would all be of, um, you know, sufficient standing that we wouldn't resort to those things. We would live by our you know, all by the, the same, let's say, the same code where we don't do anything to other people, we all live harmoniously, um, have no reliance on government or laws or anything like that because we just know that, hey, that's the wrong thing to do, so we're not going to do that um, for that one. So, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, how much more is going to go on where the people of Victoria just turn around and say, nope, enough's enough? Actually, um, there was something. Do-do-do-do. Um, um, WA has just enacted some really bizarre um, gun laws and banned all sorts of firearms. Um, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Um, there was supposedly a hidden bunker. Um, something happened in WA and it's caused uh, a, a massive change to uh, Victoria's shooting law, uh, sorry, WA's shooting laws. Um, I can see it's going to be happening, something's going to be happening out here. Um, uh, here we go. Um, what is in this hidden bunker was scary enough to prompt the WA government to change gun laws, blah, blah, blah. Actually, doesn't tell you. All it says was um, why he needed that many high powered rifles in a secret underground shooting range is beyond me. The man will come in effect in. 
July 1, 2023, allow um, outlaw firearms and ammunition designed to shoot over long ranges. Um, there are 56 types of guns and 19 calibers of ammunition that will be illegal. The 248 licensed firearms currently registered in, in WA will have to be disposed of before then. Um, Papalia, uh, who's that, the WA police minister, yeah, um, said weapons were designed to hunt large animals we don't have in the country. Some of the weapons are powerful enough to penetrate WA police armoured vehicles. Now, let me tell you that that's, um, I think that's bullshit. Um, actually, no, a 50 cal is, yes. Um, but then depending on what um, a bear cat, no, actually it won't because the, the West says uh, they're able to withstand 50 caliber firearm rounds and IEDs um, and can even bulldoze double-bricked homes. So there you go, he's full of crap there. Um, some projectiles from these firearms are capable, pen, are capable of penetrating the body armour worn by police officers as well as most hard surfaces of police vehicles from up to two kilometres away, Acting WA Police Commissioner Kylie Whiteley said. Um, first of all, um, body armour worn by police, uh, if it's the uh, covert stuff that you wear under clothing or even just a... Um, small vest that you see him wearing. Um, I think that's an NIJ three or, or two. Um, and that, well, uh, um, NIJ three will uh, stop low round handgun ammunition, but I don't think it will stop um, high powered handgun ammunition. Um, here we go. Uh, NIJ3 versus 3A body armour, what's the difference? Um, NIJ, so that's the National Institute of Justice, um, 3A body armour defeats a 357 Magnum, uh, 357 SIG, uh, full metal jacket, flat nose, uh, weighing less than 8.1 grams. Uh, the velocity must be under 1,470 feet per second. Um, level 3A will also defeat a 44 Magnum semi-jacketed hollow point if it weighs less than 15.6 um, uh, grams. Um, 3A body armor has been conditioned can defeat a 357 SIG full metal jacket. Um, a 44 Magnum um, semi-jacketed hollow point weighing 240 grain and a muscle velocity of 1340 feet per second will not penetrate a condition level 3 armour. Um, conditioned armour emulates environmental conditions that the armour of the wearer is expecting to do. Okay. Um, so this is the thing. It just depends on whether it, what type it is. Um, NOJ3 conditioned body armour will take a 7.62 full metal jacket. So that's the... Uh, what we used to use in Australia in the SLRs. Um, NIJ3 will stop a 556, um, sorry, 223, full metal jacket fired from most AR-15s. Um, so that's the, that's the normal plated body armour. Um, if you get um, the, the big hard stuff... Um, 
that you know obviously the the ones that you see uh, defense force wear and um, you know your your tough rough guys and your yeah you know the hut hut police forces uh, sorry um, squads that that's a little bit more because it's um, overt body armor. Um, see there you go. Um, level three body armor can defeat rifle caliber bullets such as seven six two and non military five five six. Uh, level three is recommended for daily use police officers, security guards, and federal law enforcement. Um, level three armor is harder to conceal under your clothing, but will offer better detection than a three A. Um, so you know this is the thing; it just depends on uh, what what level it is. Uh, so for you know for for them to turn around and say it will defeat body armor, well, you know yes. Uh, depending on what the round is, uh, it can do it. Um, depending on how far away it is, how heavy it is, and all that sort of stuff. Um, now, saying as of as well as most hard surfaces of police vehicles from up to two kilometres away, well, um, you can defeat hard surfaces of most police vehicles with a twenty-two because we're talking about police vehicles that are just a normal car. Um, Two kilometres with a 50 cal, will it go through armour plate? Uh, I think that's from two kilometres. I think that might be pushing it. Um, I know there's been sniper shots uh, from two kilometres with a 50 cal, though from that you're talking about, you know, people who are at the top of their abilities, um, you know, so heavily, heavily invested in by the government and trained and, and everything like that. So the average Joe Blow who's got a 50 cal um, Barrett isn't going to have the, the skills and the ability to fire at that distance. Yes, the bullet may go that far. Um, will they have the ability to hit something at that range? I doubt it uh, because if they do have that skill and ability, are they going to be wasting it by doing something stupid that will make them fall on the wrong side of the law so their skills just are wasted? Um, so... Yeah, this is all uh, fear-mongering by WA Police and uh, the corrupt corporate press. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, uh, the, the weapons that the police forces have around Australia, I think most of them will defeat their own body armour. Uh, so... Yeah, that's the thing is that, you know, what is it? Um, and, I mean, it, it, it comes down to it is that they're doing what they can to demonise people. Um, so going back to this article, uh, it doesn't say what what was found. Um, yeah, the, what if there was a couple of 50 cows? Um, I've seen National Shooting Council was doing something um, that... He's, um, uh, what was it? They did a stunt with that, but uh, supposedly now there's mental, mandatory mental health checks uh, for WA gun owners. Um, so, I mean, like, really, um, anyone buying a gun in WA will have to go undergo mandatory and ongoing mental health checks as part of a complete overhaul of the state's 50-year-old firearms legislation. Um, the changes are designed to create some of the toughest gun laws in the country. 
they're occurring separately to any na- potential national gun register and will make WA the first state or territory requiring specific, specific legislated recurring mental health checks for gun owners. Um, yeah. Uh, he hoped, so this is Police Minister Paul Papalia, I uh, hope the changes would help reduce murders, gun-related family and domestic violence, attacks on police and suicides. Oh, well, what's a mental health check going to do? Um, you know what? So, yeah, it's... Um, uh, doesn't say how often. Um, average suicide rate in farmers sixty percent higher than non-farmers, according to coronial data from twenty twenty one. Yeah. It's. I don't know, man. It, it's. It's one of those things. Um, Anyway, uh, read a bit more into that. I'll, I'll find out more about the laws and, and what's going on and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's only um, it's only a matter of time before it comes here. Um, so yeah, uh, but anyway, so we'll wait and see. Um, what else is there? Uh, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, I might end that one. End that. End this one. I'll put the teeth in uh, here. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry, a bit of a, bit of a rambly one tonight. Um, just some things that I wanted to look at and, and I think needed to get off my chest. Um, I will be working on um, uh, alternatives to um, – to all the different groups, um, you know, different firearms groups and all that sort of stuff because I think we do need uh, better hope. Um, we need better representation and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see um, for that one. Um Um, so yeah, so anyway, um, getting lost in, uh, Facebook and and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I look forward to having you join me on the next one. So until then, um, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of The Fifth Estate releases... We'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. And we'll keep holding those in power in check.